lookouts and such, but I can't imagine what good it will do. We have two or three thousand square miles of mountain back in there if anyone wants to hide. No one saw the killer, I take it. Superintendent Phelps shook his head. The shot seems to have been fired from ambush from a distance of maybe fifty feet. The rest of the party, said Head Ranger Johnson with a dry smile, did not exactly rush forward to capture the guy who fired the shot. Where are they now? asked Collins. The park superintendent jerked his head toward a long cabin with walls of simulated brown logs. They're in the station, not saying much, still in shock, I guess. They've had a rough time. Collins considered for a moment. I'd better talk to them, before we go in after the body. Phelps squinted up at the sun. I suppose another few minutes won't make much difference. Still, I'd like to get the dirty work over with as soon as possible. The body won't go off by itself, said Collins. And if I know what's happened, I'll know better what to look for. Phelps acceded a bit ungraciously and led the march to the ranger station along a neat gravel path between whitewashed rocks. They climbed three steps to a porch and entered a waiting room separated from an office by a counter. Here sat four men. Inspector Collins looked them over, reflecting that this was hardly a typical group of outdoorsmen. He said, in the polite voice that so contradicted his broken nose and moody look, I'm Omar Collins from the Sheriff's Office, Sergeant Easley, Dr. Coster. We're on our way in for the body, but before we go, I'd like some idea of what happened. There was a moment's silence. Then one of the four men straightened in his chair, sighed, and in a weary voice began to speak. Myron Retwig was research director for Pacific Chemicals. Earl Jenneman owned most of Jenneman Laboratories, Incorporated. They were the oldest members of the party and the only two who professed a previous acquaintance with the sport of backpacking. Together they had conceived and planned the trip, which was to have taken them on a loop of approximately fifty miles through some of the wildest and most beautiful mountain scenery in California. The other three men involved were Bob Vega, manager of West Co. Pharmaceutical Supply, a subsidiary of Jenneman Laboratories, Buck James, a West Coast salesman, and Red Kershaw, Earl Jenneman's brother-in-law. At noon on Saturday, June 13th, the five had made rendezvous in the bar of the lodge at General Grant National Park, a few hundred yards from the General Grant Redwood, the tallest tree in the world. Myron Retwig had arrived at the lodge the evening before and had taken a cabin for the night. He was about fifty-five, short, thick through the chest and shoulders, with owl eyes and a weathered face. His hair was gray and cropped. With a monocle, Redwig could have attended a masquerade as an old-line Prussian army officer. At ten minutes before noon, Saturday, Redwig entered the lodge and seated himself in the cocktail lounge. He was the only patron. The bartender served him a bottle of beer, and Redwig sat motionless except for raising and lowering the glass acts he performed with military precision. At noon, Buck James appeared, the youngest man in the party and certainly the most engaging in appearance. His eyes were lake blue, 
His hair was a curly, light brown. He had the lanky muscularity of a basketball player, a clear skin and a heartless manner. Young James obviously found life pleasant, with no problems that wit and charm could not dissolve. He greeted Myron Retwig with an airy wave of the hand. Retwig nodded with restraint. It was all the same to Buck James. He seated himself and signaled the bartender. On time to the second, he said in a complacent voice. Hard to do better than that, eh? Retwig inspected him with a scientist's detachment. What time did you leave? About nine. Kept up a brisk pace, of course. Do you know when you take down the top of these old Thunderbirds, you ring out another five miles per hour? Something to do with wingspan ratio or the second law of thermodynamics, Einstein would know. Too bad he's